Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Thax, the gentleman adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And we have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, Woo! guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk oh, probably about steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Good evening, everybody. Uh, you've reached the Texas Steampunk Connection. It is Tuesday night, and uh, we're ready to roll. Uh, Rita and Lawrence are already online with us. You guys are <laughs> awesome, because I didn't give you any time to join ahead of time. <laughs> so, uh, wow, you're amazing. Um, they are. It is tax day. <laughs> the day when Americans uh, hit the deadline for when they need to turn in their their uh, income tax. Uh, yep. Hopefully, you've done this months ago, and you've already got your refund, and it's probably already out of minus. I turned mine in on Friday, uploaded it to our accountant's portal on Friday. <laughs> well, okay. Our uh, accountant just automatically asks for an extension on ours whenever we submit. So, And uh, our third partner in crime has just joined us. Kitty! Hello, Kitty. Fair treasures. And she said her, her mic was not working earlier. Is your mic on? Working? Oh, no. Oh, no. Still can't hear you. And see, Rita did hers Friday, too, so it's not just me. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure it's it's most of America doing uh, sweating bullets right now, trying to get it in by midnight. <laughs> I think because the last few years we kind of got used to having extensions automatically because of all of the because of the thing. catastrophes. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jack is not here. Yes, um, he, he for is, good reasons. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's got other uh, business duties that he had to uh, be pulled into tonight. But we we get to have Kitty with fair treasures on. Uh, she will be miming for us tonight. <laughs> Uh, I trust she will figure it out. We believe in you, Kitty. You get this. They never uh, work when you want them to work. I know. Right? <laughs> uh, what have you been doing doing this uh, this week? Me? Um, catching up on things that I have not watched. Oh, <laughs> and she's gone. <laughs> She'll be back. She'll be back. <laughs> Sometimes you have to leave the room to yeah, yeah. Adjust, change mics, whatever it is. Uh, that's right. That's right. you constantly having to uh, catch up because you're you're doing schoolwork and using yeah. your time to do things that are important rather than watch the boob tube. <laughs> it's not even just that though. It's it's easier to watch stuff that I've watched a million times before because it doesn't require any new thought processes. So yeah, but like when I'm at work now, I'm watching the old stuff because I have to have something on my second monitor, so I'm not staring at a spreadsheet all day. So I watch like X Files or you know, Star Trek or whatever. And when I come home, I'm watching the new stuff now. So. <laughs> trying to get back into you know current tv so after i finish picard i'm going to start on carnival row and you know get through that so and then that's finally going to watch shadow and bone so since y'all okay. keep talking about it so i won't talk about it today <laughs> except carnival row's second season is is way better than the first one really good but the second one was was really good. Oh, it's Amazon, right? So it's not dropping all at once. They're doing it right. Early. I mean, right now it's it's available. Oh, all is it all done? It's all out. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's all done. Okay. Uh, and I don't think there's going to be a, a season three. They pretty nah. well wrap it all up, but uh, at the end of two. Okay. Um, just too bad because it was really it was pretty good. Yeah, the pandemic caused a lot of issues with a lot of stuff because it just it was a problem. So you know, yeah. I mean. 
Picard, they did seasons two and three at the same time. They shot them back to back to get them out. So, and that's it. Season three was the final ep- for the final season for that too. Some of these shows are just really expensive too. I mean, can you imagine how expensive Carnival Row is to make? It can't be cheap. So, yeah, I have no idea, but they they did a good job. They pour a lot of money into it. Not enough people are watching it. They're not going to keep making it. it. It's funny. Uh, I got used to it. It's pretty gory. It's a pretty gory show. Yeah. And so recently I watched uh, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I still haven't watched that either. And uh, I heard it was good. I'd seen and like people getting clobbered. And I was like, I want to see heads exploding. <laughs> Why are their heads not exploding? Not in a Marvel <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is so tame. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not in a Marvel Marvel movie. Oh, now DC, yeah. you're going to get some of that with DC's properties, especially the DC on HBO. Oh, I bet, I bet. Gnarly just Titans. It's excellent, but it is really, really violent, really gory. Yeah. But it's a great show. It's Robin as an adult, and he's just very bitter and angry. So <laughs> it's really good. But yeah, I still have to watch Wakanda Forever too. Like I said, there's a lot of things that are just kind of waiting for me to. I wasn't going to talk about it on this show, but I didn't think it was very good. Really. Yeah, Erica was really looking forward to seeing it. We sat through it. It's like two and a half hours. Yeah. And, uh, Is it because he was gone? He's not because we. Um. No. I mean, I, he was a great actor, and uh, and and uh, I miss him. It, it was sort of a tribute to him. Yeah. The whole the whole movie was. Um. Uh, and then and his character T'Challa, who's gone. Yeah. Um, and they 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 did a good job on that, but it was just. A lot of talking, a lot of not not a lot of action, not a lot of development of the new villain, which yeah, you know, th- that that is the big thing when you've already established all your heroes. Now you've got to really bring in the villain, and that's you know, there's a lot of opportunity for a lot of meaty plots and character. Yeah, and yeah, they didn't do any of that. Uh, I, it was poor. It was generally poor. They could have hmm. cut out an hour of that movie and lost nothing. Uh, yeah, Marvel's their stuff is. I mean, their stuff has been hit or miss. When it's good, it's really good, and when it's bad, it's just. Okay. Oh, say something though. We got All right, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> I had to switch to my phone because oh, no. my computer just decided. Oh no! None of the mics are going to work now. Oh, I'm sorry. It's always you're something. Here. Glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what have I missed? Uh, I'm moaning about movies. <laughs> TV and movies. Carnival Row. I'm on episode nine. I'm in the uh, middle of episode nine. The first or second season? Second season. Okay. So I've not I, finished I, it yet. I've been saying second season is better written than first season by, by a lot. Uh, would you say that that's true? Without spoiling anything? Well, okay. So there have been at least a month since I watched episode seven and oh. before that. So I'm a little bit lost, (laughs) but as far as like the storytelling goes, I am loving it. Yes. I'm very hesitant to say, oh yes, this is definitely much better than season one, but going very good so far. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I will finish Picard and I will move on to Carnival Row. Like I said, I had started rewatching Carnival Row, but I got distracted. I will, that will be my homework. I promise I will have a full book report for the Episode. While you were gone, I promised Blue Stocking that we would not talk about Carnival Row, and then I immediately started talking about. No, Carnival. it doesn't bother me. I mean, spo- honestly, spoilers have never been a problem for me. I'm the kind of person that will look up and read the summary on Wikipedia, and it's yeah, 
No, my whole thing yeah. is that I don't do gore. Oh, that's what we were. <laughs> <laughs> that was he. That he was just saying that the some Marvel movies haven't been gory enough for. <laughs> After watching Carnival Row, it's sort of a letdown. Uh, it's a lot, but then you see other fight scenes where people should be, you know, gross, and and there's nothing, and like, wait, hmm, I don't know, my brain. Well, is- on that note. <laughs> Go back and watch The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. And, All the time. Um, Love it. See how much blood is in that. None. Almost. No, there's none. One, and it's Which, dried blood. Dried blood. Because he's a mummy? I mean, you it's, see the, um, his gooey body, but. It's the tear in Jonathan's uh, shirt from where they. Where they flick off the, the. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. There yeah, you're be right. a lot more blood in that movie. And that's the yeah. only blood you see is dried on his shirt. And I think in the second movie, the only blood is when Evie gets stabbed, I think, when she stabs her. I think that's pretty much it, too. Yeah. No, I never thought yeah. about that before. But you're right. Yeah. Those movies are relatively bloodless. Yeah. yeah. But they're For still. For the amount of violence that's there, it's like, there's <laughs> yeah. a whole lot more blood. <laughs> All the exploding and the bodies getting sucked yeah. free of their organs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're so good, though. The second one had the Zeppelin. <laughs> Shot me in the ass. <laughs> so good. Now I have to watch them again. Well, with all this talk, I need to drink. You need to drink? Yeah. All right. I am. That looked like water you were drinking. Tell me that. Moscato. Oh, it's sweet just, wine. It's getting warm again, so it's time for the Moscato. Yep. I got a, I got a Moscato at uh, my local Randall's that was half off. It's probably terrible, but... I, I don't usually go with sweet wines anyway, so I figured I had little to lose. Did you like Katie, it? You also have Moscato? Oh. What is that? There we go. Simply, Simply ah. Spike. They Simply make spiked. They make seltzer? Of course so they do. It, Everybody does. And it's peach mango. So is it I'm good? very happy. Yes. Um, also, Lawrence, yes, I the Mutant Chronicles. I know what you're talking about. I think I did watch that and it was really good, and then it got canceled, I think. Hang on. <laughs> so we all look it up. Yeah, because I think it was... Chronicles, 2008. Uh, ooh, Ron Perlman. John Malkovich. Yeah, it was um, it was a game, and then it was like a movie. I remember this. And then there's a 2022 Mutant Chronicles. Oh, there's a new one? Wait, there's... Oh, maybe that's, no, that's a game. That's that's not a movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I know the, the show, because it was really good. Because there was Mutant Chronicles, and there was also um, a show, Heavy Metal, was made into an actual... Um, series for a while, and that was wild, and it was the same kind of stuff. And Thomas Jane is in it? I mm-hmm. love Thomas Jane. I know, right? He's so good. Yeah, there was a lot of really good people in it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'll add this to my list, man. Cool. I haven't watched it in a long time, but yeah. I mean, it's Ron Perlman. How can you... <laughs> I will watch him in anything. <laughs> He's good at everything. So yes, right. I have seen it. I have not seen it. Thank you, Lawrence. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> I just looked it up and I saw the little audience review of four stars and not too bad for a straight to DVD movie. I mean, you know, like a lot of the stuff that Ron Perlman does, it went straight to DVD, but that's okay. It's okay. That's kind of weird. I mean, I, I think of Ron Perlman as being like an A-list actor. He's, uh, he does a lot of weird stuff. If you look up his filmography sometime, I mean, he was Hellboy and stuff like that, but yeah, he... He does some really weird because don't forget he was also in Highlander, the TV series. He was he does really? yeah. Yes, he was one of them. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, he does a lot of weird little tiny things. You never know where he is going to pop up next. If you, his filmography is insane. It's so long. Yeah, and I mean, he was in City of Lost Children in the '90s, and that wasn't exactly a blockbuster hit. So you know. I, I think of that as being, you know, an awesome. It is so good. Art film <laughs> it is, kind of thing. It is excellent. Yeah. yeah, those are my favorites. Yeah, yep. Um, Bax, what are you drinking? I, I'm pulling out another. Uh, peanut butter and jelly squeeze uh, <laughs> sour beer. I've brought this before, but they're still in my fridge. And uh, I, I've got a number of new beers lined up, but they're all like high gravity beers like Lawrence drinks. And I'm just not feeling, I'm not feeling that tonight. Need something a little lighter, a little more refreshing. So, <laughs> so I'm going with my peanut butter jelly, mostly jelly. Wait, oh, it's a wow. sour peanut butter? <laughs> wow. That's Really? Are you sure that's not the blood of your enemies? (laughs) (laughs) My enemies are filled with corncord grape jam. Apparently. (laughs) I I like this. There's I don't get the peanut butter, but I was gonna say I don't yeah. I don't get the peanut butter in a sour beer. Sour jelly beer. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Drinking a limoncello LaCroix. It's kind of a tart uh, drink, too, I think. So, cheers to you all. And cheers uh, to Jack. Pour one out for our buddy. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, though, Kitty. Thanks for having me. And I'm <laughs> glad that at least I had a backup plan. <laughs> yes, yes. We appreciate that, too. Because <laughs> it would just be me and Zach staring at each other as he looks at me and gives me that hairy eyeball because I didn't do my homework again. So. <laughs> Homework is overrated. It's fine. Now, this is a. You've been working Sherwood Forest for what, two months now? How long does that festival go on? Eight weekends. Oh, but I am now halfway through my spring festival season because Scarborough just started. I was going to say, are you doing Scarborough as well? Yes. You're doing both. Yes. Are you sending some. Okay, but you're not like. (laughs) You haven't found a way to be at both at the same time. Okay. It is chaos. It is absolute chaos. Oh, no. um, and thankfully, Jenny and Ryan Shaver were actually running my shop last week into Sherwood. So they they absolutely saved my bacon. <laughs> because we had a lot of chaos happen. Um, yeah, yeah, they did fabulous. Oh, that's good to hear. I will be back at Sherwood while Mitchell runs the shop at Scarborough this weekend. Ah, damn. You are so, but since he's at one shop and you at the other, are you like competing for numbers? Oh, no. <laughs> Gonna see who can sell the most. Uh, it's more of uh, how hot are you right now? How, oh. much, how high is the humidity? Who's dealing with worse temperatures? <laughs> who yeah. is wilting right now in their very heavy costume? Yes. <laughs> but after Scarborough, you settle down, right? Just yeah, like, we okay. we bring everything that we have left home, and I get to go into okay. Is my body still cooperating, <laughs> and can I do inventory? <laughs> and then when does it start up again? Like the uh, so then, well, I'm looking at doing an event in June, which is a pirate themed witches ball up here in DFW. Where um, it's going to be <laughs> at the uh, Lux Hotel in Arlington. Okay. Uh, it is June 20th. I have a tab open with this. What info. is this magical event and why do I not know about it? Oh, it's, um, I think it's called Conclave of the Kraken. Uh, it's happening on June 24th at the Lux Hotel and Spa. 
and I have not submitted a vendor application yet, mainly because I don't know if I'm going to be able to vend at this because I'm going to be exhausted, but I have the tab open to apply for it. Enclave of the Kraken? Okay, my Google is being weird right now. I, I have too many tabs open. I just have the vendor application open. Because uh -uh. that uh, sounds... Look for, look for the Witch's Ball yes. on Facebook. Oh, on Facebook, yes. okay. Uh, or txwitchesball.com. Because we're all tippy-tapping away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, that sounds exciting. So either I will try to vend at it, or I will just go and attend and play at it. I don't know which. <laughs> yes. I. Okay, I'm going to have to do reading about that, because that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, the group that runs this, so they have done at least three witches balls now uh, in Arlington. Okay. Or Ar a couple of them were in Arlington. One of them was in Dallas. I think the um, the one that happened in December was in Dallas. Okay. And every event that they hold it has a different theme. So. So they're always witches, not always pirates. Right. This you get the the the, the double deuce. <laughs> <laughs> Or something. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this sounds like fun. Ooh, and you get a, if you get registered, you get a witch's ball stein. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Thank you, Kitty. You're welcome. <laughs> That's ball stein. Yay. That sounds cool, especially yes. because it's indoors. Yes. Yes. And yes. it's at night, so I think I need a new outfit. <laughs> I know what uh, one of the, at least one of the previous ones, they did have fire spinners as an outside um, entertainment. Um, I'm pretty sure Marquis of Vaudeville um, performed oh, okay. at one of them. Really? Um, they've had burlesque performers. Um, I missed the last two events, so I don't know what all happened. Uh, but they've got, uh, of course, tarot card readers. Um, I don't remember what all. But yes, it was a lot of fun when I went to the first one. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully I will see you there. <laughs> That's cool. I'll add that to our calendar. I'm not saying I'm going, but uh, that is cool. Yeah. And Sherwood is this last next weekend is the last one, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Coming up on the eighth and final weekend. When does Scarborough end? May? On Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Okay. Yeah. So Scarborough ends on a Monday. Wait, oh, yeah, they usually do that, though, don't they? They usually yes. have, yeah. It threw me off so badly when I started doing Scarborough, and it's like, wait, our three-day weekend is a Monday? <laughs> Not a Friday? Yeah. What is this? I swear the dates changed, because I remember going when I was a senior in high school, and I went after graduation, so it was in June that I went. So oh, I what? think that, yeah, I think they shifted back some, because when I was younger, it was like end of May, I think, into June. Because um, it, like I said, it was after graduation. And so I had all the money that people had sent me as graduation presents. Because <laughs> it had been a really bad, my parents had gotten divorced. It was a really wild year. So my mom was like, just take all the money and go to, she's, yeah. Because I got, I think I made like $500 off my graduation. Oh, wow. Yeah, just people sending me money. Yeah, it was, it was great. I wish people would do that for college graduations. But yeah, my mom just let me take this fistful of cash and go out to Scarborough. And I came home with so much stuff. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> I had like this leather waist cincher and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that lost that year. But yeah. So, yeah, when you have a nice little 
stack of cash that you can take out there. But I haven't been oh, out yes. there. I haven't been out there in 20 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. So. Well, and I mean, with it being a festival that's been running for over Ever. 40 years, like, yeah, date shifts happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been out there for a long time. Maybe we'll try to get out there because you're going to be out there now that Sherwood's over. You're going to be out there every weekend after that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Try to find some time to go out there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, I regularly have people who are coming by saying hi and being like, hey, what's cool to see this season? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm stuck in the booth. <laughs> I never leave. Aww. <laughs> Uh, Kitty Lawrence wants to know which one's bigger, Scarborough or Sherwood? So what I've been told is that square footage wise, they're about the same. Okay. However, there are a lot, a lot more shops at Scarborough. I was like, Scarborough's? Isn't Scarborough, am I wrong in saying that's one of the older ones in the state though? Like you said, Scarborough's been around since I think either before I was born or shortly after. It's been around yeah. since the 70s, yeah. Yeah, but so film. has TRF. So oh, has it? TRF and Scarborough Fair have both been around for very long know, time, longer than our generation. <laughs> <laughs> but like the first Renaissance Festival in the country was in California, wasn't it? Yeah, it started up around the same time as um, the SCA started kicking off. That's when a lot of the yeah, because yeah. the SCA I think goes back to the seventies too. Yeah, so it all started kicking off around the same time. Yeah, because we'd wear our SCA garb and go out to Scarborough back when I played. Nice. So, yeah. Like I said, it was a dog's age ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I've never been to Texas Renaissance Festival or Sherwood. I didn't even know. I didn't even know Sherwood existed. I'd never heard of that before. So, yeah. well, Sherwood is pretty new. Is uh, it? I, I, I it was... started in 2010. So, oh, okay. Hey, yeah. Johnny. Oh, hey, Johnny. Yeah, I was a pirate at uh, the first year of Sherwood uh, as a volunteer. Aw, pirate sex. Is that before you cleaned up and became the, the gentleman adventurer? <laughs> Did I clean up? I don't know. Um, it just, just, it, I hadn't worked a fair before. And uh, it, it takes, I mean, it's, you're out there every weekend. You're, your entire social life is, is lost for the quarter because you're out there. Uh, first, you're, you're practicing and, uh, and then you're performing and uh, they expect you to do the thing. So, yep. uh, you're giving up all of your weekends. I, I don't know how, Kitty, you uh, keep sane. But I guess you have a lot of friends who uh, hang out with you there. Uh, My I, social I, life is the other vendors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, hopping on here occasionally. <laughs> so there's some adjustment. <laughs> and after the first season, I was like, eh. I, I wasn't a paid actor. I wasn't really getting anything out of it. I was just having the experience. And I've done that now <laughs> yeah yeah i mean well, i i've never done that but like i said i was in the sca and yeah it's the same thing you're working especially if you're the one putting on the event if it's your group that's putting it on and yeah you are working from usually several days before the weekend all the way through you know sunday night just to get yeah i hosted it because i i volunteered to do one of the feasts at one of our events one time and that was that was awful <laughs> i never wanted to do that again that's horrible so. I love cooking for events. I, I didn't have to do an SCA event. Yeah. Or of a uh, Nerf nerd. This uh, was primitive out in the woods uh, camp ooh. kitchen ooh. for I mean, 300 people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my I, goodness. Boy Scouts. And uh, <laughs> uh, I've never cooked for 300 people and primitive camping. But 
I think I think I could with a team. I, I could have a good time. That would be fun. But like, not every weekend. Yeah, no, no. It was no. If I wasn't work, if it wasn't our event, then I would be like help because we all knew each other. So I would help other people at their event. I didn't usually have a break when I went to one, unless it was like out of state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we all knew each other. But I mean, I was like twenty two years old in some camp kitchen, (laughs) cooking for all these people. But that's when I got my award, and I was lady. I got my my ladyship out of that. So yeah, you have to earn the right to be called lady and lord in the SCA. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that was wild time. Wild time. Crazy thing is that I I never really got involved with SCA whatsoever, even though it seems like it would be right up my alley. Um, it's, but I also it's had, like any group, you know. I had someone who was uh, telling me that, oh no, you can't get involved in that. <laughs> I mean, it's like any subculture; it's going to have arguments and gripes and people, you know, clicks. But it's it's fun. Oh no, I had a controlling ex. <laughs> oh oh oh. Okay, no. <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. No, and then I, I became a rent fair vendor, so. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're out there all the time. Exactly. <laughs> Aww. I think you can probably, well, I was going to say, I mean, you should, if you're interested in that, you might be able to vend at some SCA event. <gasps> There's some big ones like Dallas has, um, Dallas, it's the Steps, and they have um, the Steps Artisan every year, and it's huge, massive. So. Okay. You know, yeah, I, I have my hands full as it is. <laughs> See, we need a society like that, but for steampunk. <laughs> or just start invading SCA events. <laughs> it's a society for creative really anachronism. It. I mean, come on. What's more anachronistic than that? You know, for a, for a game that calls themselves anachronists, they sure are fussy. About oh, there are people the in things. that they will... Some of the like the people who are really into authenticity, they will look at like the seams on your clothes to see if the pattern. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Now, what I've heard is it highly, highly depends on what chapter you're a part of because there are some that really don't give a crap if you are wearing tennis shoes, and then no. there are others that if you did not hand stitch that and you mm-hmm. sewed it by a machine, you're out of there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it was wild because I played in Lawton, Oklahoma. You know, it was a transient population. It was all soldiers coming in and out. Very low key. But like Dallas, wild. <laughs> they get wild. The bigger cities, yes, you will run into great people. Very knowledgeable. But yeah, don't wear any polyester <laughs> to an SCA event. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I- I'll judge you for wearing polyester no matter what event we're at. <laughs> My shirt's polyester. Thank you very much. And it's very cute. <laughs> Polyester has its place. Hey, exactly. Wash and wear, baby. Naturals are very, very expensive now. They can mm. be, yeah. yeah. Like, when you look at some of the, like, what, okay. Silk Dupioni, of course, is one of the most popular silks to work with because it's one of the lowest cost silks to actually acquire. I remember when I first started sewing and looking for fabrics, it was about $12 a yard for Silk Dupioni for a low cost option. And now it's like $24 a yard. So damn. Yeah. Really? <laughs> they get they got expensive very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. No, I I don't I sew. I, that was never my jam. I think I have one source that it might be like $18 a yard. But yeah, I don't I don't normally work with that. Well, no, we usually do. Yeah, so they usually do cottons though, don't you? Cottons and lighter fabrics. Cottons, linen blends. Linen, um, yeah. I would love to broach into some silks, but it's just that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. 
because even getting cottons at wholesale prices at this point can range from, you know, $4 a yard to $10 a yard, depending on what it is. And that's for just plain cottons. Did that change after the pandemic? Did the prices go up? Because I know supply chains and okay. Yeah. On average, at least a dollar a yard, it went up, if not more. Wow. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh, yes. Some of my prices went from like $4.60 are now $6.20 per yard. Yeah. 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 And yeah, Lawrence or uh, Rita, you're right. It was Steps Warlord was huge. It was a really big event. I went to that once and it was, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Drove down in a broke up, broke down pickup truck to go to that. I think there was a tornado warning that weekend too. Of course. (laughs) We're in a tent in the middle of Dallas. Oh God. <laughs> it was awesome. See, yeah, how- Rita, 99 cent a yard muslin is absolutely gone. How much is muslin going for now? Ah, uh, it's muslin. <laughs> $3, $4, a yard, depending on wow. where you get it from. Wow. Terrible. Yeah. I think the one that I'm working with is about four and a half dollars a yard. And that's, but that's before shipping. So after you take shipping into account, add at least another dollar per yard onto that. Because I'm getting like 80 yards at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm glad you're still going. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Life that... is chaos. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, it can be. Well, Fax, what's your homework? Oh, uh, wow. Uh, I got a lot. I got a lot. See, uh, I knew that, which is why I didn't prepare anything. Um, I was going to talk about where, I, where I've been all weekend or last week. Um, I took a I took a cruise down to Mexico um, on a, a new cruise line out of Galveston. Not new, but new to Galveston. Uh, the Princess Cruise Line. We tried something new out, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, scuttled around down in uh, the Yucatan. That's the outfit, and uh, <laughs> bathed in a couple of cenotes and uh, uh, learned a couple of words in Mayan that I no longer remember, but. Uh, uh, that was it was it was good it was really cool and because we're coming up on the end of the spring season you know it was probably one of the last opportunities before you just cook down oh, yeah. in, the, in the jungle there yeah but uh it was a lot of fun uh learned a few things uh yeah i've, I've been down to progresso which is where the cruise ship stops before and uh taken the bus like through the little town of progresso and it's 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 a rundown little industrial town. It's not attractive to look at, and from an American point of view, it's like abhors. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, I I traveled down there a lot more uh, since that first time, and now I've got a different sort of perspective um, of what's what's just normal. Uh, but it is it is strange going through this town where there's. And, and I didn't really think about it until I came back here. We've got these huge highways and huge parking lots and huge, you know, single store buildings, big box stores. None of those are there. Well, yeah. yeah. The roads are, are, you know, just a few lanes and most people are just walking and the buildings are, you know, very small. There's very little space between them. They're all sort of packed in together. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just really different. It's different, yeah. yeah. Very different. Um, what I didn't know is uh, the the main city, which is more inland, called uh, uh, Media, um, like the girl from Disney with the red hair. 
Um, Medea? Um, yeah. Merida? Merida. Merida. Oh, Merida. <laughs> that, that is the name of the, the major city in Yucatan. And we're driving through the highway there, and it's an actual highway. And there's like, there's Walmart. <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. There's Wait, Texas Roadhouse? <laughs> all these, uh, you know, um, it, it was much more American style, upscale. That's uh, the biggest town I, I, I've seen in, in, you know, Central America that I've traveled. And I've traveled up and down Belize with favorite destination. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this thing is hidden in here and it's huge, <laughs> which is really cool. Really cool. And, uh, yeah, it was I, just uh, seeing a lot of new things in what is otherwise like the jungle, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, when we came back, uh, I went to uh, here in, in Austin, uh, an event called the Surreal Garden. Yeah, I saw your in, post about that. Yeah. Zilker uh, Botanical Gardens. And it is really cool. Uh, I've got, I found a site that's got some pictures. So let's see if I can see if I can show you. Click here, there. Ooh. Is that coming up? Yeah, no, we can. Yeah. It's not blowing up though. No, it's okay. not blowing up. But it's a, uh, so it's already in a botanical garden setting and it's at night when you, they're usually closed, but they've got all of these like really cool uh, fluorescent uh, art pieces and, uh, and, fun stuff uh it wasn't steampunk particularly <laughs> but it seemed very you know uh, a victorian outing in a public park so i i dressed up like, did y'all dress up um other people were there they were more dressed up in the in the modern uh rave clothes <laughs> you might see uh yeah looking at the color scheme of this yeah. i would very much expect to see more rave wear club kids yeah yeah, and there was a lot of that. There was a live DJ and uh, a lot of a lot of movement in the in the uh, art pieces, and obviously with every, all the the people there having a great time. It was really cool, uh, and it, it made me want to like come back home and make my own fake neon signs and stuff. <laughs> I don't think I could work with real neon, but I can do some of these things with LEDs and. Uh, yeah, it was just—it was really cool. Really, uh, everything's better with blinky lights. I always say that, and uh, this was uh, definitely one of those things. And, and over here, this this picture, this is cooler in the dark. But this is a, a Olmec uh, head from from Central America, nice. only covered in in uh, you know fluorescent light. Very cool. <laughs> wow. um, it looks beautiful. The whole thing is. Yeah, it was it was wild. Yeah. Look, there's two people in top hats. I was going to say, yeah, it looks like somebody's kind of steampunky there. I didn't see yeah. them. I wish I had. <laughs> uh, it went on for a few weekends. Uh, so I, I only went to the one. Uh, so I, I'm sure a lot of people traveled through and uh, saw the cool things. Half, half of it was just seeing the costumes was, was so much fun. And, and what people could do with uh, lights and clothes. Or not close, whatever. <laughs> is it specific to that area, or is it like a touring type show? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I know all of these these uh, art installations were for sale. Hmm. Uh, oh. There was a, I mean, they were beyond reasonable uh, <laughs> prices for for uh, a working person like myself. But uh, I, I don't know if they have other uh, 
shows elsewhere uh, across the state or something? Uh, let me see if I can find out. Um, okay, here's the Facebook page. So they went through from the 13th to the 16th or 15th. Um, let's see. Uh, it looks like it's specific to... Yeah, I think you're right. It was a Zilker Botanical Garden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like it's specific to that, to Austin, yeah. Ion Art, I guess, is the, the art studio that, that sort of made the, the fabrications, and they're here in Austin, too. They may have other events that aren't, they aren't the Surreal Garden, but they're probably, you know, also cool. I'll have to keep an eye on that uh, and uh, see if see if there's something more to uh, check out in the future. It was really really neat. Very cool. And yeah. it didn't hurt that uh, that I got all lit beforehand. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that always helps. No, that's beautiful. That really is. It yeah. really was. It was really something. Um, and another thing that I haven't been to, but uh, I saw somebody else posted. There's a new steampunk neighborhood bar pub over in Leander called the Rabbit Hole. Okay, oh, it uh, sounded pretty cool. Um, I just uh, started looking that up uh, after the Steampunk Explorer out in in uh, what is that? It's California. <laughs> it was on their it was on their their weekly report. Huh? And, uh, somebody in the neighborhood said, "Yeah, check this out." So. Uh, Let's see. I go over to the surreal card. Let me see. I've already done that. I'll share this. <laughs> Someday I'm going to figure this out. Okay. Uh, All right. And this is Ooh. a pub that's just opened up. Okay. But there were pictures that were more steampunk. Um, they had this whole wall hammered copper. Wow. Bar uh, there. Industrial looking. Yeah. Uh, eh, no, I guess it's, they have not posted it on their website. But uh, or on their their Facebook page. Uh, let's see. If, no, I've looked here already. It's worth worth checking out. I think we're gonna need to uh, make a little uh, field trip. Field trip over to Leander. It, it's just I know Jack says you know he's from West Texas, and if you wanted to get anywhere, you have to drive forever. So you could, <laughs> but uh, just to go to a little pub for a beer, I don't want to drive an hour. No, I mean it's cool, but no, that's. <laughs> I, I will because because we we got to support our steampunks. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, you were just saying how you wished we had a a SCA like group of steampunks that were committed to such a thing. Weekend recreations. And, that's yeah. I mean that's a big undertaking though. The SCA. I don't know how they managed to do it. That's they, they're just they're they're much more committed to that hobby than I think a lot of steampunks are. Yeah, and they also, you know, I mean, they took the time to sit down and create all of these baronies and kingdoms and cantons and shires. I'm like, I cannot see a group of steampunks sitting down and doing that. It's just, that is, would be like herding cats. I, it, it is, yeah. yeah. Definitely like herding cats. Yeah, the amount of coordination, I just, nah. But, but I mean, it's fun. A small group of people who would like to get that level of commitment... I would be so for it. Um, <laughs> Kitty used to live down here when we had um, monthly steampunk meetups. And yep. we had, you know, a few dozen people to, you know, up to 50, I think, who would show up uh, for, for a meetup at a restaurant. And it was an awesome time. 
it, it really was. I I miss those meetups. <laughs> I do too. Uh, I I don't. It's like uh, catching lightning in a bottle. It's a, it's impossible. <laughs> you, you can't recreate that once it's gone. So uh, it's a trick. It's tricky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be amount an amount of dedication, like you said, to setting that up and keeping it going, and you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be a matter of seeing who would be interested in, you know, putting that into it. But I mean, the real thing about all of that is finding is a person who is willing to be the organizer, because it really does take that one person to be that central role of making sure everything comes together, that they are doing the reservations, they are doing all of these things to make sure all of it comes together to make that happen and if you don't have someone who's good at doing that yeah. it's it someone out. who can keep everybody else in line and but they also know. have to have that that leadership quality that uh level of charisma that people are willing to follow them and yeah. go to the big event that they've now put together uh yeah i i'm not that person but i tried <laughs> to you know maintain those events for a while and people just lost interest i could not keep their attention uh it's hard it's yeah. Hard. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You know, I definitely have had a few people over the years asking me, it's like, Hey, can you be my organizer for blah, da, da? And I go, no, because <laughs> it's nope. not me. No, it's not. It's not me either. I will do the work underneath whoever's right. like, yeah. Like, I mean, there's also, you know, the, for years, TWU hosted our library hosted a cross the, regional library conference and i was not i i worked underneath the organizers and helped you know but i was not gonna because somebody was like well do you want to now that you're full-time staff do you want to volunteer?" i'm like no <laughs> no nope i feel like i can i can help coordinate i've got a role i can play but i can't i'm not the promoter that other people have been able to be. like johnny uh, like like johnny <laughs> uh like professor argo uh like uh Sam Tyler, uh, we've talked about some of them in the past, and th those were our our hardcore drivers of the of the the club yep. for a long time. Yeah, I'll I'll volunteer, and you know, but I can't. <laughs> My husband's being a smartass. Guild <laughs> <laughs> organizer or steampunk fanatic? You must pick one. <laughs> yeah. I can't even organize my own life. <laughs> There's no way. Because once the PhD is done, it'll be something else that'll take my attention. And then I'll, you know, won't have time to do anything else. So it's how it goes. Exactly, Rita. Exactly. It's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just, like I said, if somebody else wants to take the reins, I will gladly help. Tell me what to do. I work better that way when you tell me. If I have to be the one to decide, it's not going to work. That's why I like doing uh, kitchen staff work. Like there, there are certain boundaries and limits to what I'm responsible for. And within that, I know that, you know, this needs to be made. This needs to be prepped. And all the, the, the tasks are, are clear. Um, with organizing events and, and promoting the event, it's tricky. Very tricky. Yep. Yep. Because even when I did that feast at the uh, at one event that we had i wasn't in charge of the whole event i just was in charge of this this portion of it and i had people with more experience helping me with all of it but the whole event no <laughs> absolutely not 
because you know if it's if it goes well then hey great but if it doesn't no one's ever gonna forget yeah you didn't do good so and you really have to put your neck out in that role like johnny steverson you know he was i'm sure just pulling his hair out before the event because he didn't know you don't know until it happens is anybody even going to show up to this thing is am i is it going to flop am i gonna you know lose my shirt so i we're so lucky to have people like him who are uh uh willing to take the big risk and uh, i think it also helps though if you it's harder if you're someone that doesn't have a lot of connections if you know like any organizing that's if you've got the connections if you're starting if you're like someone like me well i mean even i guess i have some but if you don't have connections to certain things it's going to be that much harder but if you've got an in in this place and an in in that place and you can all work together and you know but if you're just starting from scratch and you're trying to build it up it's going to be a lot harder yeah you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but no i mean you know johnny keep doing the galveston steampunk get a couple other things going yeah he's He's got the skills. He's uh, <laughs> it's his career, I guess, right? He's uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, for the first year, it went really well. So yeah. just need to get some clothing vendors out there. <laughs> <laughs> I w- anything, but <laughs> that was not targeted. I promise. <laughs> sure, sure. It was just noticeable absence. <laughs> yeah, that's I all. Absolutely loved to try to do an event like that. It's just that. My entire yeah. spring is dedicated to Ren Fair. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you've you've got plenty going on. You have yeah. plenty going on. Yeah. Especially no. when it's like three weekends of doing two events at the exact same time. Girl. <laughs> yeah. That's- All the Xanax in the world can get me through that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the thing is that there are always curveballs. And so I uh, I had a, a few people that I was supposed to contact last week and I just will let all of that go <laughs> because no. i had fires to put out and even then it was a little bit of let me just sit back and watch it all burn <laughs> sometimes you have to i mean <laughs> sometimes you don't need choice yeah yeah because i mean there it always happens there are things that are just full on outside of your control and mm-hmm. you do what you can and that's no, all you just, can do yeah. just let it go it'll yeah. sort itself out eventually yeah. <sighs> so, like the end of this show, I feel like spring is coming quickly to an end. Uh, Sherwood Forest is ending, and uh, uh, we're getting into a hotter period of the year. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how uh, Scarborough Fair manages it because they're really getting into hot weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, for for me, it's time to stay indoors and look for craft projects to work on so that uh, I can look better this fall than I did last year. Um, you were very dapper. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I have still not uh, adorned myself with the taco suit <laughs> <laughs> that, that is complete now. I just, the what? Uh, <laughs> could you suit? elaborate, please? There has to be elaboration <laughs> on this. <laughs> Back in October, I talked about the costume I wished I could make. Yes, yeah. These, Taco costumes chopped up and turned into a cutaway coat and a, a uh, taco uh, waistcoat. <laughs> and, and I've made those things now, but uh, they are polyester and and foam and warm. And uh, <laughs> now I'm just I'm just waiting for the day I can I can uh, steampunk November. Where the, I wanted to this year, but I, I was so struggling. They, 
there's only so much fabric in one of those costumes and I uh, order one and it wasn't enough and I have to order another one and oh I, my God. I, I did not get it together in time but it's it's done now it's done I cannot wait to see this <laughs> I I need to see it. <laughs> oh my God. I know it's summertime so it's time to make new stuff uh, <laughs> Rita has been working on dying turkey feathers she's been posting it on her her uh facebook feed and they look really cool they look awesome yeah I, I don't know what uh what kind of dyes to use but they are coming out really good so uh congratulations rita little bo peep should be finished by steampunk november that's not for the turkey feathers though right <laughs> I, I, I don't know now i have to wear something new for steam november so thanks <laughs> I have to stand next to you in a taco suit. <laughs> really, I feel like you kind of outshine both Jack and myself <laughs> up now. We're trying to catch up with you. <laughs> yeah, but now I've worn everything that I have. <laughs> Just means you got to come get something new from me. That's yes, fine. that's what I'm saying. I need new stuff. I mean, the course it's still fantastic segue <laughs> for me to bring up our Texas Steampunk Connection supporters. Who we need to thank for <laughs> keeping the lights on here. For example, Fair Treasures has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for steampunk and renaissance wear and one-of-a-kind imported jewelry, uh, all made or managed by Kitty right here. And you can shop for her stuff at fairtreasures.com, fair with an E, or on Etsy, or one more week at Sherwood Forest Fair, or at... Uh, Scarborough Fair yep. uh, through uh, Memorial Day. Is that, is that right? Yes. Just, yes. And also, I do have this. Ah, there we go. Handy dandy little Texas steampunk necklace available on my website, too. Oh, that is so cute. Ooh. It is not at the festival, it is only on my website. Okay. Ah, <laughs> that is so cute. That's what we call steampunk cred right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also brought to you by. Uh, J.R. Seegers, A School for the Great Game, a book in which uh, an Edwardian teen, Elizabeth Bancroft, is resentful of her parents for sending her to a finishing school in India. The school is, in fact, the British India School for Spies, which teaches her the family business of espionage, martial arts, and Tibetan mystical arts. A School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Garage series available on Amazon, and they just came out with their second book in that series, so... Uh, that that's very interesting and uh i haven't read it yet but my my short blip sounds really good <laughs> you guys should go listen um uh, we also are brought to you by our patrons jenny and ryan shaver who are helping kitty in the booth <laughs> at Sherwood right now. Load them. <laughs> and a generous grant from rita and lawrence allen who are listening to the show right now thank you guys uh for helping us out very much uh all right. Well, it's it's after nine now. Uh, is there anything else uh, you should add before I hand it over to Flavio to uh, take us out? Nope, I'm good. Thank you, Kitty. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being our guest. We really appreciate it. Oh, and by all means, check out Anxiety in the Archive, <laughs> Blue Stocking's uh, other podcast. She is working diligently on episode three. Nope, that's out. Oh snap! I dropped that one on that one's out. I dropped that on Sunday, so the next one will be two weeks. So yep. episode three, super fresh, just out, <laughs> very Tell fresh. It's only twenty minutes. <laughs> all right, well, then I hand it over to Flavio, and uh, 
Have a good night. So, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening, Steampunk, that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar, on our Patreon, um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, Steampunk and Weird West related. You can also email us at TexasSteampunkConnection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, TexasSteampunkConnection.podbean.com. And if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest. <laughs> and although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at TX Steam Connect One oh. on Twitter. I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. Once again, thank you very much. And until next time, mind your mind gauges. Your gauges. There's a story because there's always a story. There has to be a story, you know, and I'm talking about libraries, so I can't not tell a story because they mean too much to me. Libraries are filled with an infinity of stories and a fair few stories have been written about libraries. These fictional stories often focus on the mysteries that libraries and archives have hidden away and only a select few are allowed to access these mysteries. The same can be said of real-world academic libraries, where only the privileged few can access the research they need. Examining and analyzing fiction that has been written about libraries and archives can help us to confront the anxieties that surround real-world institutions. My name is Elizabeth Hedrick, and this is just what I'll be doing this year on Anxiety in the Archives, my podcast dissertation. Over the course of the show, we'll discuss social and cultural anxieties around libraries and archives, and we'll learn some truths about access and privilege. We'll also take a deeper look at how traditional academic writing is changing and evolving, and what this means for students, and for the brave advisors who are taking this journey with them. It's going to swallow all of us before the end of it, I know it is. (laughs) Well, we're not going to let it swallow you, but if it has to lick you, we might Release the Kraken! So join me on February 26th, 2023, for Anxiety in the Archives, my podcast dissertation. It is so good.